Hey guys, welcome back to the Awakening Podcast. This week we're going to continue on the topic of marriage and ministry. Rich and Dontree Wilkerson, Chad and Julia Beach, and Jordan and Samantha Boyce continue discussing what it looks like to be in ministry and still have a healthy marriage. This panel is filled with wisdom that speaks to every stage of life, whether you're single or married or about to be married. So listen, if you missed part one of this panel, pause this real quick and go listen to episode three. We know you guys will enjoy it and we hope this is helpful. Take a listen. So in the Bible, the, you know, it talks about being the helper. Um, so how have you guys practically, girls, found ways to be the helper in your marriage? Well, I think that one of the blessings of marriage, first of all, marriage is such a blessing because as different as you are, it's such a gift from God to have somebody to walk through life with. Like, it's just such a wonderful thing. And, you know, Rich is my best friend in the world. Like, he is. He, more than anybody in my life, he is a, a, a faith speaker over my life. He is an encourager to me, you know? And I think that helping... You know, for me, it's like marriage often is, at least in our relationship, I can only talk from my, my, my experience, but when, when Rich is down and he's discouraged, I have the opportunity to step in there and be the person who lifts his head and goes, we can do this. Like, I have the opportunity, if I want to, to jump on the wagon of discouragement, Every wife does to go, okay, you're, you're frustrated with that. Well, I'm going to get frustrated too, and I'm just going to stir the pot, and I'm going to get you even more angry, and we're going to get more discouraged because you're there, so I'm going to go there. Or you can actually help and bring a positive perspective, you know, and encouragement and bring us back. I feel like marriage is like, when I'm weak, Rich steps in there and he is my encourager. And and we balance the scales. And when he's weak, I step in there. But I think where real discouragement happens and where people get in a pit in their marriage and in their their outlook on life and get jaded with their bosses and get jaded with ministry is when one person is down and the other person, instead of pulling them out of the pit, jumps into the pit with them. It does doesn't help anything. And so what I've learned in my marriage is that I don't help him by being condescending, like, oh, you need to have a better outlook. I help him by just getting in there beside him and speaking life, trying to, you know, talk it through. So often he doesn't need me to even point out the, the solution, but he needs to be heard. And I don't have to jump on the wagon, but he needs to be heard. And I'm, I'm listening and then I'm speaking life and, and the same thing for him. That, you know, I feel like that is the greatest gift in marriage, getting the opportunity to speak life over each other. So good. Um, I think it's very apparent that one of Chad's greatest strengths is his ability to be joyful. And he really carries our home with such joy and positivity. And he leads us in every circumstance, in uh, every upward battle with a statement of faith. And he truly is the definition of an eternal optimist. He confesses to himself that he's going to choose joy and he's going to choose hope and he's going to choose faith in every circumstance on a daily basis, I can say without a doubt. And so in that situation, it's very easy because Chad's, for the most part, low maintenance. 
And um, it's easy for me to be complacent as a helpmate. And I have to challenge myself um, to be really intentional. And that's a word um, that we, we try to use as you get further along in marriage, that your intentionality gets very complacent. But if I'm very intentional with showing him love and helping him in new and creative ways, in ways that I know that he loves to receive love, um, I know that goes so far. Uh, but when someone that's happy and and together and low maintenance all the time, I'm like, oh, he's good, you know, maybe I can wave my white flag and he can help me. And I'm like, no, it is just like what Don Cherie is saying, you know, you have to um, both help each other. And Chad's phenomenal at, you know, saying, what do you need? And I too, like, have learned how he's led me to to, to try and be intentional with new ways of how to help him. I think um, women are just natural servers for the most part. You know, we, we do, we love to help. We love, um, we love to take care of things. We, we love to fix things. We love to help in any way possible. But I think it's, you, it's easy in your help to become resentful in your heart if you're not um if your heart's not in the right place and I think guarding my heart towards chat and being like my my help for him my intentionality to 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 help him in any way possible is coming out of a place of a right heart neither not out of a place of obligation makes the help more fun yeah absolutely that's awesome uh for the guys, could you maybe talk one practical thing that you do to kind of uh, love and support and protect your wife? But I'm always asking her, like, what can I do? How can I help? Like, if I'm coming home, I know she's had our two kids. You know, we have a phenomenal team that helps us out, no question. And, and um, we're, we are so thankful for the people in our world. But, like, I'm always thinking, like, how can I help? What does Julia need? Um, a break. Um, you know, a gift, a, you know, whatever, a trip. Um, I'm always just trying to lean into her world because I think the, the saying in leadership in youth ministry helped me like when I started leading leaders, you work hard for the people that work hard for you. And I think in marriage, that's really always try to, st- it, I, I've tried to keep that attitude. Like, I don't know anybody that serves me more, helps me more, leans into my world more, is more familiar with my needs than my wife. And out of that gratitude, I always just try and be like, what can I do? Like, uh, let me take my son, who is an animal, for the next four hours to the park and to buy him, you know, uh, an ice cream cone or something so you can get a break or, you know, whatever. I just think it, 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 it's not so much about evening the scales or as we would use the word balance, which obviously you can tell through the nuance of it, we hate the word balance. It's not a balance. Is it fair that Julia has this role and I have that? We never look at it that way. What we look at is like, how can I help you? And vice versa. And I think that's where the rhythm comes. And we can be in rhythm and, and not be in the same city. And thank God for FaceTime. Thank God for a text message. This is my best friend. And we talk all day, every day, no matter where we're at. And um, I think that the, the, the real solution is just practically looking for ways to make the other person's world better. I know she's always doing that for me. And I'm always trying to do that for her. Rich. <laughs> It's a great answer, bro. Um, 
I think I think the difference between dating someone and marrying someone is that when you when you date someone, um, you you want to hear about their dreams, and uh, you want to support their dreams. But I think when you marry someone, you don't just want to support their dreams, but rather their dreams become part of your reality. And so I feel like as a husband, it's not just about us accomplishing my dream, but it's going, what are the dreams inside of your heart, Don Cherie? Because it's now my job to help make those things come to pass. And so I feel like my role and how I serve our family, which right now is just, just the two of us. Um, but I feel like, you know, Don Cherie and I, we have, different, we have different gifts. And I think as we're getting older, we're discovering that. And I think, I think a lot of our fights, you know, and even in the past couple of years that but we're getting, I think, far away, farther away from is just the respect of who each other are. Right. And Dontre and I are very, very different, yet we work really well together. And I think what we're getting better at together is understanding each other and understanding the strength of who we are, and then hopefully each one of us making up for the other person's weakness. And so I think part of my strength practically of how I served on Cherie is that you know, there's always a macro and a micro vision type thing, right? I think my job is the macro vision. I'm always going to go, this is where we're going. This is what we're doing. This is who we're going to do it with. Don Cherie is like unbelievable. Yesterday we're in the middle of this calendar meeting and like it's like heavy and it's heated and I'm like, ah, 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 and we're going to, ah, and then Don Cherie's like, hey, can I say something? And I'm like, and everyone's like, yeah. And she's like, Don Cherie's like, you know, I feel like, um, the people on the second floor, we have, we have renters on our church that rent some facilities and they do foster care. She goes, I really feel like this year we need to do a better job at individually meeting them and doing care packages for all of the, the, the foster parents and the families. And I'm like, that's, that's really good. You know, like <laughs> I would never, I'm thinking like she's going to the person and um, I, I just feel like she always does that. I think my strength though for us is trying to keep us big picture wise I think there's a lot of incredible things on the inside of Don Cherie, yet Don Cherie at times is so humble and is always going to be the last one to put her hand up for something. And I think part of my life is to kind of, I kind of break down walls. It's just kind of who I am. I kind of, I'm a bulldozer coming through and like, hey, we're going to do this. And Don Cherie's been amazing to follow me past the broken wall, help kind of put it back together and then turn it into a, a nurturing environment. And so... I think us figuring out that rhythm together with our city of serving people, it's been a really fun combination. And so I think the way that I serve her is I try to challenge her in areas that maybe, I think there's great gifting there, but she maybe not wouldn't take the step of faith, not because she's even afraid, but just because there's not someone pushing. And so a lot of my job is just to, try to I think, push her out of the nest a little bit. And then I think a lot of her job for me is, you know, helping kind of build the nest for us a little bit. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like right now at, I know the dreams that are in her heart and those dreams matter to me just as much as my dreams matter, matter to me. So I'm, I'm committed to her um, a whole lot. I would say this about Chad Veach, by the way, because Chad is in many ways very, very similar. Uh, honestly, we always kind of joke, these are some of our best friends in all the world if you haven't been able to tell and we've spent a lot of time with them and there's a whole lot of accountability between the four of us within our marriages which I think is really healthy I don't think that you should go confess all your stuff to everybody but you should have some people that you trust that know the good the bad and the ugly and still, still say man we really love you and Chad like Don Shree was never going to put up his hand and say well, this is what I do good but Chad Veach in their marriage by far that I am always inspired by is that you know I, I've got some pretty good messages on faith and I can preach them till I'm blue in the face. I get some people excited in this room. 
but man, I've never been encouraged more than ever by this man's faith and the way that he leads his family and what he, what he, you know, really, really does as a family man, as a husband. And, um, I just think in, when we're talking about practically for them, I think that Julia's carried so much at times. And I think that Chad continues to be a breath of fresh air, which is what she was talking about. And, um, this is one, this is one of the best couples you'll ever meet. And so I think get some good couples in your life that you can go, man, they're really good at that and they can inspire you. And that's what they've done for us all the time. So, man, and then Jordan, you know, (laughs) (laughs) then there's Jordan. (laughs) You know, one thing, and and I, I, I'm just learning this recently, but, um, uh, one thing that I've noticed with our new, this is a three week old point. So so it's not fully developed here. But, uh, <laughs> I love that. One thing I've learned in the last three weeks is maybe Samantha doesn't need to hear everything about the ministry. You know, every single thing about our youth ministry, every single thing I told this 15-year-old kid at Chipotle because he's being an idiot. And then, you know, the meeting I had afterwards and then, you know, the thing that went wrong with worship. So I'm trying to protect her as much as I can and take some of that brunt I'll take the hits in, in the ministry. You know, if, if someone needs to have a meeting, come see me. You know, if someone has a bad attitude, I'll go and I'll talk to him, you know. And, and trying to protect her a little bit from the unnecessary thing, because what you were saying is, is true, uh, for Dontre, is true about uh, Samantha, too. She's so individual and so kind. Um, I don't want to turn her into a bulldozer. I'll be the bulldozer. You know, and I want to be able to protect that in her. And that's been kind of hard because I want to, I want to uh, say everything about the ministry at all times, all the difficult things, all the problems solved, all the great things that happen. But sometimes it becomes too much. Absolutely. I mean, and I don't, we can't, we haven't taken time on this and we need to take three minutes and everyone should make comments on this, but raise your hand if you are single in the room for a moment. Okay. Awesome. Single and in ministry. Look at that. Let me just say a couple things about this. There's a thing called collateral damage. And um, especially the men in this room and the women in this room, you know, marriage is either your greatest asset or your greatest liability. So you've got to choose wisely and get into this thing called ministry. You better find somebody else. I'm not saying they have to be playing the piano or singing the song or preaching with you, but they have got to be heart and soul in it. Otherwise, it's not so going to work. And I'll tell you the number one thing that I've seen guys on our team, our staff, uh, on our team right now that holds them back from really fulfilling all that I think they were put on this earth to do ministry-wise is a spouse that's not fully committed to that vision. And the truth is, is that God's called me to some things. Don, God's called Don Shree some stuff. God's called Chad Beats. God's called Julia. But man, if Don Cherie does not celebrate the calling on my life, then I'm never released to be what God's called me to be. And so, you know, one of the big questions people ask me is, man, Rich, you just... You, you, you must be unhealthy because you just you travel too much. Da, 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 da. I, say, I, I always smile and go, oh, man, we don't know how we do it. Thanks, man. Oh, yeah, we, we're, God's good. But the reality of it is, is that I'm not listening to the voice that I get from somebody else. I'm listening to her voice. And her voice is saying, go. Her voice is saying, I'm with you. Her voice is saying, I support this. There's been times when she's told me not to go. And guess what? We've canceled things and we're where we need to be at. And it's not just about, pre, it's about life, you know? And... I just think the most beautiful thing about me getting to be who I am is because I've got a partner who supports and celebrates who I am. And the reason why Don Cherie's becoming who she is and is on the journey is because she's got a husband who supports and champions that. And so many people in ministry, oh, I could talk about it till I'm blue in the face. 
it just makes me sad. Like they don't, they don't make a, they don't make a practical choice. Like choosing a partner should hundred percent, there should be feelings, but it should also, I hate to say this. It should be a good decision. Like it should be a good decision. Like we're just so in love, not a good enough decision. Okay. Like it just makes me feel some kind of way, not a good enough reason. Okay. Because one day you're going to be 70 and that thing that got you at 21 will probably not be the same thing that's going to keep you at 70. It's got to be something deeper than that. It's got to be a calling that's grafted together. And um, I don't know, I just have a real burden for that. You know, I'm looking right now, we were talking about today on our team, we're planting a church right now. And I got some, I got some people on the team that I can see it, man. They're anointed, they're called, they're graced, but they've already, they've already yoked up to a partner that's, that's, that doesn't have the same calling, that, that doesn't support their calling is a better way of saying it. And it's holding them back. And I don't know, Don Shree and I kind of said, we're going to go into this thing called ministry, and this is what we're going to do. And we're selling out to this whole thing. It's not about money. It's not about popularity. It's never been about how much influence we can gain. It's about we feel called to build the local church. And we've been doing that full on for the last seven years. And God has brought more than we could ever imagine in our wildest dreams. But it's still, someone's the other day is going, man, so what do you, what's your thought? And I'm like, it's still the same thing. We are still sold out to the exact same vision that we're going to build God's house. And we believe as God build, as we build God's house, God builds our house. And I would just challenge you, those of you that are single, man, like, choose wisely because uh, it's important. Don Sheree wants to say some stuff. Yeah, I just, I think this is, I saw how many people in this room are single. I really think this is so important to talk about. And you really can't miss, mince words because all of us on this stage, we've had people come into our office and say, hey, um... I'm getting married to so-and-so. And you're like, what? I didn't know you were even at that point. It's like, if you're a leader and you're in this room, you have a responsibility to be accountable to your leadership as you make the second most important decision in your life. Like, when I tell you, don't, please, like, it's not for our good, it's for your life. Like, don't make a decision of who you're going to marry on your own. <laughs> please, please don't listen to the voices around you that you trust. Listen to your leaders. Bring people into your relationship before you get married. Because what I see people do all the time is they don't let people into their relationship until after they decided to get married and now they have all these issues. And the issue now is you have to make this thing work. Wow. Like you've committed forever. Whereas if you would have had some meetings before you said I do with people who love you, who are further down the road, who care about you, who could say, hey, there's some red flags here. You need to work on this. We're not going to move forward until you guys have, this isn't like this crazy, you know, I, we rule every part of your life. No, this is just, that's what discipleship is, being open. And I just want to encourage, it might be one person in this room that needs to hear this. Before you say I do, please let the leadership in your life get counseling. Our generation is way past the, the generation before us that thought that, that counseling right. was, uh, you know, tainted your image or made you weak. 
No, it makes you strong. The Bible is very clear about the wisdom that comes with the right counsel around you. You need to choose who you marry with the voices that you trust around you going, this is blessed. We are behind you. You can trust them. Please, please, please. Because it's besides Jesus, it's the most important decision of your life. Yeah, that's awesome. Really that's brilliant. Yeah, it was interesting when we were getting ready to leave. Julia, you were in the lobby. Um, about to leave the hotel and uh, Levi Lusco was there and I, I don't know what, I can't remember the way you phrased it but like hey we're doing a, uh, a marriage, marriage panel what's you know some marriage advice and he said well the advice starts with who you marry but you have to marry well and I think what you guys have said so right. you know so eloquently I think um, I, I remember this one guy the, the president of our Bible college he used to say I don't even care if you marry a Christian like it doesn't even matter if they believe in God. Just marry somebody that loves life. <laughs> and I used to laugh at that, but it's so true that you got to marry someone wow. that like loves life. Good. It's going to love you. Brilliant. And we hope, in addition, loves God. Yeah. But, um, you know, marry well. And um, all of us are here and enjoying this great conference because we married well. And all of our lives are, are really blessed, not because of how much money we make or not because of a, a platform size, but because of our home and our marriage. Oh, that's good. That's good. I, I just think what Chad's saying, because it's just like, just because someone's a Christian doesn't mean they're a candidate. Yeah. Like, that, it's just ridiculous, you know? So get, get, do a little bit better study on the context of what you're reading. Unequally yoked doesn't, oh, we're, I guess we're equally yoked. We're both Christians. What? No. no, there's a whole lot more to marriage than do you confess the name of Jesus Christ? And I think that's just what you're saying. And so I, I don't, we somehow we missed a bit of this and we probably should have gotten into this because yeah. this, is, this is critical. And, and like you were saying about your parents, passion is attractive. Yeah. And when you're looking at someone that has the gift of God in them, that is attractive as well. And their passion for ministry can be attractive. The passion can also be deceiving. And that gift might not be sustainable if their character is not in line with that. So what is sustainable is the heart and the character of the person. So, you know, maybe they look glamorous on stage or they have a gift. You know, there's a lot of gifted people. And there's a lot of good people as well. But I agree with everything you're saying. But back to what you were saying, I think Samantha is not only kind, she's beautiful, has flawless hair, and makes beautiful babies, and I think that they should make more. Yes. But I think protecting your spouse um, from things or, you know, being, in essence, the protector or the bully from um, things that might come against and, and, and protecting her from some of those negative things. I think we also have to protect ourselves. You know, it's, um, it's really easy for us to find fulfillment in um, speculating, venting, right. talking out loud through things, especially in ministry. And we have to be careful, even if we leave um, a meeting that our time, even as a couple, when we're in the car, when we're laying in bed talking at night, which 
ends up being ministry a lot, that we have to protect that, that we can't even let ourselves speculate to let it even get out from our heart to our mouth to each other. Because we can start feeding ourselves negative things that stir in us, you know? And Chad's amazing at shutting me down. And if I, you know, if I start having something that's festering within me and I want to talk to him, because women like to talk through these things, um, you know, he'll just say, you know, I, I don't agree with that. And he's not gonna be my comrade in something that's not right. And I think that before we even get it out of our mouth and want to put it into the heart of someone else, which is such a concept that should never be thought of, you know, that we should protect it from even coming out and relinquish that. Thanks for listening to The Awakening Podcast. For more content and resources, head over to awakeningconference.com and share this podcast with someone you know. We'll see you next week. Thank you.